Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to listen in and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message entitled, New Things. And in this message, the preacher will give what is to the Christian an exciting reminder of the new life we have waiting for us, as well as an exciting opportunity for those who don't know Jesus to become new creatures in Him and guarantee a home in heaven for all eternity. This week's lesson truly is for everybody, and we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear today's message again, or other messages from Treasure Valley Baptist Church, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. I think I'll take a couple of minutes this morning. I debated doing this, but it's, it's, it's such a powerful narrative that I think it will inspire us as believers to be diligent in our soul-winning efforts. And maybe if you don't know Christ as your Savior, maybe, maybe you'll take it a little more seriously, but it's, it's called Your First Six Days in Hell. Most vacations include an itinerary. You have an idea what you will see and do before you arrive at your destination. The Bible has enough information to project the itinerary for those whose destination is hell. Let's look at the first six days. Day one. The trip originates at the gate of death. Since departures are made daily, you are called upon to begin your trip on short notice. Since the journey is only one way, there is no need to concern yourself with return plans. Your initial point of departure may prove more than a little frightening as you suddenly realize the finality of your destination. The trip itself will leave you with little time to contemplate what awaits. As you pass through the doorway of death, you will notice almost immediately that your decision or your direction is taking you away from the light toward what appears to be complete and utter darkness. With each passing moment, the darkness becomes more intense. At first, the absence of light is only annoying, but you feel it becoming more and more ominous and threatening. The intensity of the darkness is only matched by the absence of any joyful music or any sounds, no laughter, no sounds of merriment. As you move farther, faint sounds of moaning and wailing become detectable. They seem to be coming through the darkness from every direction. You become aware of a faint light. It flickers like a flame, yet thick clouds of black smoke dance all around it, keeping the flame from casting off any real hope of light. Suddenly you find yourself obsessed to know what day and hour it is. Already it feels like you've been here in eternity, and it's only day one. Day two, the continuing darkness is stifling. It's as if there's something is lurking in the veil of night that surrounds you. You yell, you threaten, you even plead, but to no avail. Whatever it is just stays there producing fear like you've never known before. As your eyes struggle to adjust to the dark, you become aware of a new sensation, the heat. It's right at the edge of unbearable, hot and searing, intolerable heat. Your body craves water. You give anything for a drink, and you try unsuccessfully to push that desire out of your mind. The air is thick, choking, and miserable, and it's just day two. Day three. At least you think it's day three. It seems like it has already been forever. You've not been able to sleep. You still can't believe you're here. Where are the friends you thought you would see? The knowledge that they would be there too brought you some comfort in your lifetime. Where is the fun you thought you would have? The parties. It isn't at all like you were led to believe. You stumble upon a group of others. You pour out a litany of questions. As they open their mouths, no words come out. 
Only the sounds of weeping and wailing. Some in the group don't even try to respond. They gnash their teeth as though in some invisible pain. You wonder when this nightmare will end. You wonder why somebody can't make it stop. And yet it's only day three. Day four. How you wish you could send a message to those you left behind. You'd warn them about this place. You'd tell them what it's really like so that they'd never come. The thought of your loved ones coming to a place like this is unbearable. You can't help but think back upon that day when you made your decision to come here. You understood that your rejection of Jesus meant that you would spend eternity in hell, but it didn't really seem that important or real then. Looking back, you think how foolish you were to reject God's offer of salvation. You wish you could choose again. You find yourself hoping that your loved ones will choose differently, even though you realize that such a choice means you'll never see them again, never touch them, never speak to them. What a horrible realization, and it's only day four. Day five, you become acutely aware of the absence of any good in this place. There's no love, for God is love. There's no joy or peace or goodness because all of those come from God too. There's nothing sacred, nothing holy, nothing of God anywhere to be found. You're amazed at how evil, evil can be. For the first time since your arrival, you begin to sense the great gulf that is fixed between you and where God is. The span is beyond your comprehension as you try to realize the degree of distance that will separate you from God and those who choose to serve him. God is on the other side of that gulf. God's uh, loved ones in Christ are on the other side of that gulf. What a lonely realization. Day six. Through the darkness, you saw a new face today, a new arrival. He stopped to speak with you. You could see the terror in his eyes. He asked the questions that you had been asking only days before. You opened your mouth to reply, but all that would come out was the sound of weeping and wailing. You just spent your first six days in hell. Unfortunately, an unholy, unhappy eternity stretches out before you, all because you rejected Jesus Christ. But wait. The fact that you're reading this, the fact that you're hearing this, says you still have a chance. It's interesting, but uh, my wife and I haven't watched this movie in the longest time but the christmas carol we all know the story charles dickens scrooge christmas past christmas present and the ghost of christmas future you know what i like about that story he wakes up in the end with a chance to get it right and you know what this morning without jesus christ if you die what i just read that will be you and so much more that we don't know but the good news is you did wake up this morning. The good news is you are still alive. The good news is whether you're sitting here or looking in live stream, you can still trust Christ as your personal Savior. And God can make you a new creation in Him and give you an entirely new life and give you the hope of eternal life up in a new heaven. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. And just examining our own hearts, not somebody else. But let's ask ourselves the important question. Have I received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior? Do I have the new birth? Am I a new creature in Christ? Am I saved? If not, you can do it today. It's a new year. Why not start the new year with a new birth? Heavenly Father, we pray for those without Christ this morning. And Father, I... I know that track's not inspired. It's, it's, it's not Bible, but it's biblical. Every time I read it, Father, I, 
I, I just fear and tremble for the lost, Lord. Help us as believers to leave this place today and not fear the face of man, but to love people that are lost enough to get past their sneers, their rejections, their arguments, their objections, maybe even just their indifference. And, and gently and patiently and kindly and firmly with courage and conviction give them the gospel draw the lines that need to be drawn risk the relationship and if it takes days weeks, months, years even decades to persist because without Christ what we looked at this morning Lord is just the tip of the iceberg we can only imagine Father give us a soul winner's burden and a soul winner's heart and help us we, to, to do what we can by all means that we can in this new year to bring others to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ maybe it's a relative we haven't had the courage to witness to maybe it's a neighbor across the street that we just haven't had the gumption just to get over there and talk to them and give them a track and invite them to church or whatever the case may be Lord whatever it is help us Lord light a fire under us and then help us, Lord, to be appreciative and thankful for all the new things you've given us. What a, what a wonderful list, Father, and there's so much more in your word. May we, may we go into 2023 a, a grateful, thankful people filled with your praise, your glory, and your honor, for you are deserving. And Lord, we do pray for that one this morning, that they would come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, help each of us but especially that one without Christ. Father, pray that even right now they would acknowledge their sinfulness before you. And they would believe that you sent your son to die on the cross for their sins. And they would believe that after three days and three nights, he rose from the dead on their behalf. And that you promised in your word, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. May they bow their heads and their hearts even right now and receive your love gift for them. Salvation in the person of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that though the wages of sin is death, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Father, may they receive that gift today. For those of us that have received it, help us to proclaim it far and wide. The gift is still available. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth, and it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled New Things by Pastor Rick DeMichael, and in this week's lessons, the preacher gave us examples of new things found in the Word of God. It is exciting for the Christian to think about all that we have promised to us by Jesus Christ, but it is also a solemn reminder that we need to remember to tell others about the new life that can be found in our dear Savior. But if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor Michael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page 
or follow us on Facebook for more information. Our bookstore is also open to the public Tuesdays from 10.30 to 4.30, as well as Wednesdays from 8.30 to 4.30. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college-aged groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, as well as a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.